understand. But you? You wanted this baby? Yes. So you left her. Eventually, yes. Does it make you sad? No. Not anymore. Does it make her sad? I believe it does. And I am sorry for that. But it's not something I can help. They sat in silence for a while. Then Narlan cocked her head to one side in the particular way Hart had noted in her when she wanted to ask an indelicate question. No one else? Hart rolled his eyes. Yes. Last year in Germany I was involved with a woman. An extremist politician. Not a good person. What happened to her? She was killed. She, too, was carrying my child. Narlan stared at Hart in horror. I'm sorry. Hart tried to laugh, but it came out all wrong. It sounded more like a sob. This is the moment you're meant to say, maybe you're just not cut out to be a father. Maybe you should lay off women and take up flying model aeroplanes instead. That would be in poor taste. Hart bowed his head. Yes, it would. I'm sorry I said it. My bitterness must be showing. He glanced down at his watch. Another twenty minutes to go before they must move. He needed to change the subject. And you, your fiancé, what about him? He did not want to know the answer, but it was the only remotely associated question he could think of on the spur of the moment, and it would be expected of him. I'm a Chadian Christian. We do not marry outside our faith. My uncle and aunt have chosen a husband for me, since I have shown no sign of choosing one for myself. They think it is time for me to stop work and have children. They are right. Do you like him at least? How can I like him? I do not know him. I am meeting him for the first time next week. Then we are getting married. Hart swallowed. Do you mean to tell me that Chaldeans would honour kill a woman who married outside her faith? Narlan looked shocked. No, we are Christians. Only Muslims do that sort of thing. What would Christians do? My family would cast me out. I would be exiled from my community. That's a lot more civilised. Yes, yes it is. Hart realised that Narlan had missed the heavy irony in his tone. He felt ashamed of himself for injecting it into his comment, as if he had betrayed her in some way, abused her trust. Are you at least allowed affairs? Affairs? You mean sex with strangers? Strangers like you? Well, no, not me in particular. I meant love affairs. Narlan put on a serious face. A Chaldean bride must go to the altar of virgin, or she will shame her family forever. Ah, oh. Hart sensed that Narlan was making fun of him, but he still couldn't work out how truly accurate her answers were, or whether they applied to her particular case or not. Maybe she was just fulfilling her function as his guide and trying to explain how the country worked to him. That's what she was being paid to do, after all. From her point of view, the situation they found themselves in was a freak occurrence and had created an unwarranted intimacy. She was probably just making the best of a bad lot. There was the crump of another hand grenade at the door to the cells. 
Nalan looked pleased. Good. They are trying to break in again. Come with me. We will take advantage of their activities. Nalan signaled to the young soldier, and he, too, got up from the floor. Hart nodded to him in a friendly fashion, but he felt uncomfortable at having been a witness to the boy's vulnerability. There was an extra edge to the young man's expression now, a new rigidity, which disturbed him. They made their way down a sparsely lit corridor and up some stairs to what appeared to be a mezzanine. These are the rape rooms. I'm sorry? These are the rooms where Hasif and his warders raped the women prisoners. This one at the end here? Nalan pushed open the door. This one I know very well. She walked inside. Hart hesitated on the threshold. It was as though the invisible aura the room exuded was staying here.